You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Hey, friends, and welcome back to Faith with Friends. Today is Therapy Thursday, and I'm joined by a friend, mental health counselor, and a Christian therapist, Dr. Lydia Martinez. Hi, good morning, and thank you for having me again, and I'm so excited about today's message. Well, Dr. Lydia, we just had Thanksgiving, and we were all very full, I hope, with joy from listening to our last podcast, and people learned how to get along better with their relatives and have a joyful, peaceful Thanksgiving, and hopefully that translated to a different kind of holiday season, but now we're heading into Christmas. Oh, yeah. So we went from a cornucopia filled with the fruits of the Spirit, and now we're moving into, um, wow, where do we even begin? Because the holidays are tricky, right? Sometimes they're filled with hope, and sometimes there's holiday blues. Sometimes there's trauma. Sometimes there's old memories. Or sometimes where some people are suffering from the loss of a loved one, and this is the first holiday they have to go without them. So yeah, it can be very tricky. It can be just as good as it is bad. And then there's all the finances. And then there's all of the, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic and a lot of people still aren't 100% financially stable. So yeah, there's all kinds of things swirling around. So how can we create hope in a season where there's there may be some confusions and some, not fruits of the spirit, but fruits of other things that have happened? Yeah. And add to that just the weather, it's cold, it's getting dark outside. Why does that affect us so much? Like the fact that it's getting dark, five and six o'clock outside, we live in Miami, Florida. I don't know where you live, what time it gets dark, but it's getting dark so early and it just seems a little sad sometimes. Yeah. Can you imagine the people that live in Seattle or London who have, you know, rain a lot more than we do? We have rain, but in between we have beautiful sunshine and palm trees and we have that to balance it out. But, you know, we all need a balance, right? And a good balance is to search within ourselves when our environment is not so good on the outside, right? And we're going to provide you today with two possible advents. We had to look it up. I had to look it up and determine what Advent is. And it's preparing. It's preparing for someone special. And who more special than Jesus during the holidays? It's preparing for Christmas, his birth date, and the significance of who he is and who he was and who he will be for us. And how can we prepare in this next coming season? So we have a part one and a part two for you. Our part one is going to be going through Luke so that you can learn more about Jesus and sort of a biography from birth all the way through the crucifixion. And you can learn a little bit more about his life and his dealings. And we also will be going through Proverbs in part two. Proverbs is more of a Advent. It's a 31-day Advent because there's 31 chapters. And that one's more on wisdom. So you can choose one Advent that's more about learning more about Jesus, teaching your children more about Jesus, and there's 24 chapters, so it's perfect starting December 1st. Or you can do the part two, which we'll talk about in our next podcast about uh, Proverbs, which is 31 chapters. 
And you can start that one and, and even overflow into all the way to, to New Year's if you like. Yes, absolutely. Well, preparing your heart for Jesus. I think Luke is a great place to start because Luke gives us an accurate account of the life of Jesus. And Luke beautifully presents him as the perfect human and the perfect only Savior. So I think it's a great place to start looking for hope because where do we find hope? There's nowhere in this world we can find hope. We certainly don't find it in the stores. We don't find it in the holidays, in the weather. You know, we can have good days. We can have great weather. We can have beautiful sunshine. But that is not where our hope rests because that hope is transient. That hope is going to come and go, right? So where do we find our hope? Well, the Bible teaches us that our soul finds rest in God and our hope comes from Him because He is our rock and our salvation, our fortress, so that we will never be shaken. And we need hope. I think that hope is a good way to balance us during the holidays, especially when we're feeling dim and grim and lonely or tired or, you know, any of those emotions or any of the ones that I haven't even mentioned but are uncomfortable. I wanted to share a little bit about Luke, though, who he was. He wasn't just a, an apostle, okay? He wasn't just somebody that God picked. He was also, he prepared Luke. God prepared Luke for writing this. You know, he was a physician and he wrote, he was a doctor and he went with Paul even on as a medical companion when Paul would go on his missions. You know, that was all new to me. I didn't even know that growing up. So, you know, how nice is it when you have a doctor that has compassion, right? Absolutely. And how nice is it when you can talk to someone who has that expertise and they can, you know, you you feel good in someone's hands when they listen to you and they have, they know, oh, it hurts when I do this. And rather than say to you, don't do this, they'd say stuff like, oh, okay, well, let me give you this prescription. I'm sorry you're feeling that way. And and Luke was very compassionate. He had the opportunity to get to know Jesus. He had the opportunity to write his biography from birth, and he did his due diligence and research. So he's the real deal. This is one of the Gospels. So you want to learn more about Jesus? Yeah, and like you said, Luke was in Jesus' inner circle. Luke was one of his best friends. He was devoted to research. He was devoted to his calling his profession as a doctor. I love in Colossians 4.14, Luke is called the beloved physician. And also Luke wrote the longest book. Did you know that Luke is the longest of the Gospels? Yeah, well, I can imagine. I didn't know that, but I can imagine because he was a good historian. He lived it and he researched it and he was a really good historian. Luke did not meet Jesus personally but he was in part of the inner circle surrounded by Jesus. One of the key verses taken from Luke, Luke 19, verses 9 and 10, and it says, Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. And I think that's a great reason alone to read the book of Luke is because we're reminded why Jesus came. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And aren't we all a little lost? Yes, especially during the holidays. So we can use Luke chapters 1 through 24 as a really nice advent. 
And it begins as a, in chronological order from with this birth in chapter one. So it's a really nice, we think of it as a story, but it's really a historical recollection of Jesus. And when you read about Jesus, he went through a lot of trials himself. So he knows he was tempted just like we were. Although he was a perfect human, he was also perfectly tempted. And he knows exactly what we're going through. So let's highlight some chapters, Lisa. And I think an important chapter to highlight is at the beginning when he talks to Mary and he chooses Mary. And Mary is blessed among women. I think that everybody can agree that Mary, mother of God, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And that's what he says. That's what the angel said to her. Blessed are you among women. God picked her for that moment in time so that she could be Jesus' mom. Wow, what a daunting experience, huh? At 14. You know that it happened at 14. What a tremendous privilege Mary is given, and it does call her full of grace. And I think that we all can look through these pages, find meaningful connections with the Word of God. You know, it's said that you can't love God more than you love the Word of God, because it's through the Word of God that we come to know God. So if you pack all of that... If you unpack all of that at one time, you recognize that in order to know God, we really have to know His Word. We find out who He is. We find out how He relates to other people. We find out what His will for our lives are, one of the purposes of our lives. The Bible teaches us that we should give thanks always and continually to God because it is His will for our life. One of God's will for our lives is that we would give thanks, that we would live in a place of gratitude. And doesn't that help all relationships? It helps all relationships. And I think when you are coming from a place of gratitude, it changes your perspective. It also changes your physiology. It also changes your reactions. So that's another way that as you're reading Luke, each chapter, you start to think about your situation, wherever you are, whatever's going on. If you're feeling hopeless, you'll gain hope. If you're feeling lonely, you're going to see you're not the only one. You're going to see that that Jesus and his family went through a lot. And you'll be, it's very relatable. It's a really good story to teach your children too. It's a really good time for you to teach your Christian principles. And the cornerstone of our religion, not just religion, but the cornerstone of our relationship why do we do this? Why are we Christians? Because of Jesus. And if you've never read about Jesus before, wow, what a beautiful time to start right now during Christmas. Read a chapter a day. And even invite a friend to do it with you. Invite a friend, invite your children, even if they're adult children. Invite somebody, hey, I'm going to be reading through Luke and these chapters are really long. How would you feel about reading it with me? Yeah, or reading it to your kids. Right. And then reflecting, allowing that chapter to do its work in your heart. And then when you're going to do the gratitude journal, which is simply getting a spiral notebook or any notebook or even a post-it note and writing the date on the top, the chapter that you read so that you can refer back and write one thing that you're thankful for in your life. Allow God to use the word of God to illuminate things that God is doing in you and through you, even in the hard times. I was just reading on our Thanksgiving podcast, you know, I was reading a study from Mayo Clinic that says that the expression of gratitude actually can lower, it's a lot of things that we know, right? It can lower your blood pressure. You can avoid gastrointestinal problems, of course, because it reduces anxiety in your life. 
Even cancer-causing inflammation is reduced when you have a daily practice of gratitude in your life. So instead of taking a pill or instead of having to take medication, let's say, instead of having to take medication for your ailments, what if before our bodies made us sick from anxiety and fear and worry, what if we implemented this medication, which is the good, hopeful, and beneficial medication of seeking God and recognizing his gifts around us, not only the things that he gives and takes away, because God does give and take away, but the eternal gifts that we're given as believers. Right. But if you are prescribed medication, you go ahead and keep taking it. Right. No, no, no. I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm saying finding that I don't have to take any medication. I take chemo pill for the rest of my life, probably. But before I have to take medication for high blood pressure, you know what? Knowing that right now I don't have high blood pressure, I want to put this into practice so that the anxiety that I do feel and the worry that I do and the stress that I experience doesn't cause my body to work against itself. You're so right, Lisa, about the fact that when we feel stress, whether we realize that it's real or whether it's perceived, whether it's really happening in front of us or it's happening in our head, that our bodies react physiologically. What does that mean? That means that some people, it happens with their heart and they get palpitations. Other people get sweaty palms. Other people get headaches. Other people get a high blood pressure. Some people get stomach problems. So at the beginning, it's you know a mild headache. Maybe you get a little bit of sweaty palms. Maybe you get a little stomach ache. But you do that repeatedly, repeatedly. And this is the one way to react that your body psychosomatically reacts to your stress levels, internal or external, real or fake, whatever it might be. Then you know what happens? Little by little, if you're the person that reacts through your stomach, then eventually you're going to have ulcers or eventually you're going to have gastrointestinal problems. If you're the person that reacts with a little shoulder tension, eventually that's going to turn into migraines. If you're the person that reacts with a little elevated high blood pressure, you're going to have chronic high blood pressure. And that's what happens is we have to find a way to control ourselves in our bodies. This is a perfect place to start. If you've never done any kind of meditation or praying and you're brand new to the Bible, open up to Luke. Read a chapter a day. The first chapter, it talks about God's history on earth. Like, how did he pick the mother? How did he pick uh, Mother Mary? How did he pick the situation? How did he pick all of that? And I have to tell you that I, I never read this verse before in chapter one. But I've read it all over in other parts of the Bible. But in chapter 1, verse 37, it says, For with God, nothing will be impossible. Isn't that interesting? Not just interesting, but you know, you'll find that with God, nothing's impossible. You'll find that in other in Philippians, in Proverbs, in other areas. But I didn't realize as many times as I read through Luke that that was in here. Okay? So he's giving little nuggets of hope. Hope in such a way to bring you peace so that instead of you allowing you to crank yourself up and react, maybe he's teaching us through Luke, through the Advent, for you to slow things down and bring some more peace and patience so that you can become a vehicle for him 
or at least have more peace in your life. There are so many benefits to reading the Bible. And I want to say this. If you've never read the Bible before, and today you're feeling a tug at your heart, and you want to know God better, and you want to know the Word of God, then open the Bible and read a chapter of Luke. And there might be a lot of things you don't understand. If you want to dive deeper, then write down a question that you have. Or write down one verse that you do feel, that you relate to, that it touches your heart, that it inspires you. Write that down and read that continually. Don't just open the Bible, read a chapter, say, I don't understand any of this. I don't know what it means. This is not for me. No, it is a discipline and you grow. You wouldn't go to the gym and expect to pick up the biggest weights and do 150 squats and be like, that was a great workout. You're going to go to the gym and you're going to start with the little weights. And you're going to do it regularly and consistently. And that brings growth. That's right. Uh, Here's another little nugget of information in chapter one that when I was reading Luke, I did not know that Elizabeth was a family member. And you know who Elizabeth is, who was pregnant at the same time as Mary? That's John the Baptist's mom. Yes, Elizabeth is Mary's cousin and John's mom. I know, you know, I mean, you're going to learn all kinds of things that that puts it in perspective. Not only was John the Baptist, you know, the precursor to Jesus who kept saying he was coming, that was his cousin. And you know what else we learn in Luke? We learn that when the angels came to them, the first thing he said is, do not fear. Do not fear. And that is a message maybe for you today who are fearing things, fearful riddled with anxiety, facing the holidays, and you're fearful of whatever could happen in your life, in your family, in your circumstances. And God speaks to us and he tells us, come a little closer. Don't fear. It also says when he speaks to Zechariah, he says, your prayers have been heard. So I can read that and know if I've been praying for something for a long time and feel like my prayers are bouncing off the ceiling, God can speak to my heart and say, I hear you. And tell a little bit about Zechariah. Why is he so significant that he's in the book? Why did Luke pick him? Why do you think he picked him? That's a great question. I have no idea. (laughs) Well, he was... Well, first of all, Zechariah and Elizabeth were very obedient people. They knew God's law. They didn't just go through the motions, but they knew God's law. And they're called righteous in the sight of God. And also, they didn't have children. So I'm assuming when he says, your prayers have been heard, God is directly speaking to a pain point in their lives. And probably they're thinking, we can't have children, which was a huge stigma in that day and still today. This is something that's really painful and hard for people. So God was meeting them right where they were in the middle of an impossible situation with Elizabeth's age, not being able to have children. And yet he brought the fulfillment of prophecy once again, because he brought somebody who was going to go ahead of Jesus and lead the way. Yeah, that's real significant. There's all kinds of, you grow up with Jesus listening to Luke 1 through 24. And I think it's a beautiful way for you to be able to get to know Jesus on your own, to see that he suffered. He suffered a lot. He came and he was compassionate and he listened and he did what he could. He, I feel like when we read about Jesus, it helps to build a relationship with him, helps you to see that he went through the exact same temptations that we do. Okay. And life sometimes is hard. But I agree with you. Through God's word, we learn who God is. 
Through God's word, God speaks to us through his Bible. He speaks directly to us. We gain wisdom. We gain understanding. We gain guidance on decisions that we have to make. He can help us. But more than that, we learn about God's plan of salvation through Jesus. And that changes where we live, not now, but for all eternity. Yeah. There's so many benefits to reading God's word. It's said to even help your memory. I heard that if you read the Bible for 15 minutes a day, it actually improves your memory. And as women, we can learn more about our role as wives, as women, as moms, and about and as followers of Christ, so that we can live our roles in a way that honors God. Not just honoring God, but I think that we're called as mothers, we're called as women to fulfill a purpose. We have to teach our children the right thing. And it also confronts our sin. It confronts our areas of weakness. We like to call it so it doesn't sound so ugly. But when we read the Bible, we're confronted with our own sin. And then we have the choice to deal with it, to repent and grow and seek the Holy Spirit's help. It strengthens our faith, but it helps us to develop and grow spiritually. And when we develop and grow spiritually, then we can develop and grow emotionally, which helps us live not only vertically, but horizontally, not only with God, but with others. That's right. And in this time and in this season where we want to be grounded, it's really important that we keep our relationship with God going. And if we're being bombarded with stressors, if we're being bombarded with anxiety, and we're having a hard time with whatever the situation may be, it is really nice to be able to sit down, spend some time in the Word to help ground us, realize that these temptations or these situations, these stressors, they'll pass. But how do we go through the storm? We have to have the right tool for the right job. And we're, we're suggesting that you use the Advent. We're suggesting that you use Luke chapters 1 through 24 so that you can learn more about Christ, so that you can use a journal, journal your thoughts, your feelings, process some of that. And at the end of it, you know, what is your gratitude? How did you learn? How did you go through this season in a better place, from a better place, and creating a relationship with Jesus? I hope that helps you. I hope that helps you, whoever's listening, whether you're a brand new believer or whether you've been a believer for a long time and you've read Luke. I challenge you to pick it up again. Every time I pick it up, I learn something new. It's a a great historical perspective on Jesus. It really tells you from the preparations of his birth all the way to the crucifixion. It tells you in 24 chapters, one chapter a day, so that you can gain some perspective on your relationship with Christ. Yeah. And on John 1.1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So as you're reading Luke, know that you are communing with God. You are actually in a moment that you and God are connecting. You are He is the Word of God. So as you get to know the Word of God, you get to know Jesus. And that gives so many benefits. And that is a way that we can prepare our hearts for Jesus. You know, the whole world was preparing. There was a North Star. There were the Magi was coming. All of these things were lining up. Everything was lining up to prepare for the moment that the Messiah came to the earth. So we're asking you to dig into the Word of God. Prepare your heart for Jesus. Prepare this year 
yes, we're going to do Christmas shopping and you might put up a tree and you're going to get together with friends and you're going to do all the holiday stuff. But what if this year you read a chapter every day that would prepare your heart for a deeper, more meaningful relationship with Jesus that would overflow your hope, not only here in today, in this month, in this year, through your entire life and then throughout eternity? Well, that sounds like a healthy challenge to me. So for part two, we're going to talk about going through Proverbs, which is more a book of wisdom. So if you don't feel like you are being led to learn more about Jesus during Advent time and you don't, or you've already done that, or you're, you're just in a place where you're seeking more wisdom, we're going to give you an alternative Advent in part two. I can't wait to hear it. Me too. So, but thank you. I just want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for opening your hearts and your minds and your eyes to Jesus. Amen. And let us close in prayer quickly. Heavenly Father, I pray right now that you would help each of us to take a time, to take the time and prepare our hearts for a deeper, more meaningful relationship with Jesus. Lord, I pray for those that are discouraged or overwhelmed by the thought of opening the Bible. I pray that you would shine a light on every word written. I pray that you would give them the power of the Holy Spirit to understand and apply your word. And I pray that you would surprise them every day with one piece of hope that you're speaking directly into their lives. We love you, Lord, and we desire to know you. So please open our understandings and help us, Father, as we seek you to find you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, friends, for listening. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?